Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today we are joined by the wonderful Charlotte Nick Dow to talk all about the series Mythic Quest. And I feel like I've heard it mentioned that like you're an actor that really, really loves the homework and and all the preparation work that goes into everything. And you know, I'm I'm always interested in that aspect when you're so far into playing a character and you've spent so much time with them because there's obviously a lot of homework that goes into character development when you first get a role, figuring out who they are, what was their upbringing, all of their backstory. But there's still elements of of continued character development and preparation and homework that goes into it, even three seasons in into a show where you're still playing the same person. And so for you at this point, I was interested in how that has really evolved and changed for you in in the duration of working on Mythic Quest. That is such an awesome question. Uh, Because yeah, I think I remember all the prep that I did when I, right back before we started shooting season one, that was very much about trying to figure out who Poppy was, why she had made the choices that had led her to be where she is in the moment where we find her. And that kind of prep is like, you almost have a lot of time with it as well. I mean, way less, obviously, with television and film than you do with something like theater. But you definitely like have the moment before you start filming season one where you're like, okay, here's the character. And what like, what do I need to imbue her with before we start? Whereas I think, you know, filming season three now it's very easy to settle into the character and stop asking questions. And in some ways, I think that's a good thing. It's like having a trust in, I've done the work, I've been with her as she's evolved from the character that I came into episode one of season one with. And and so therefore I have some understanding about the big things that have changed with her. So for instance, I think so much of Poppy's evolution has got to do with the evolution of her relationship with Ian. That is one thing when you first meet her and something very different when we come into season three. Um, and, and you get to see the moments that make that different. Uh, but something that I find really exciting about knowing the character so well at this point, it's, it's almost like knowing yourself really well. Something will come up in your life and you'll be surprised by the way that you respond to it. And you'll think, wait, I'm a different person than I was five years ago, of course. And so I find that happening when I'm reading the scripts now. Like I'll read Poppy do something in season three and be like, wait, where did that come from? And then I'll, I, the work that I then do is like looking back over the previous two seasons and thinking, oh yeah, well, of course she feels this way now because that. And then honestly, this isn't so, um, this isn't as heady as all of that, but I really like finding the joke. Like I really like Innes and I know that you're kind of not supposed to, like when you're doing comedy, everyone's always like, don't play the joke. Like, don't like, don't do the joke. Like just play the scene. But what I really love doing, and we were just talking about walking before we started recording, but I love to go for a walk and just say the lines over and over and over out loud. I look like a crazy person on the street and find like, what is the funniest rhythm or intonation of this? And that's something that's like a preparation that I do, you know, no matter how far into a character I am. And, and with Poppy in particular, there's a lot of comedy that lands from just the immense 
amount of tensity that she has as a character and how stressed or anxious she is in yes. any given situation I feel like her levels for those are never at a zero like it's always, right. everything's like the starting point for her is like a three or a four and upwards yes. um, and so do you find when you're looking for okay where is the joke within it that there's a lot of times where it is just that element of okay how stressed is she what are her anxieties and how is that going to drive the humor absolutely I I think that Poppy always has something exploding out of her. And speaking of the evolution from season one to three, I think in season one, she has gotten very good at holding that explosiveness in. She only lets little bits of it out here and there because she knows that she doesn't have the standing in her workplace to let that explosiveness out the way that she probably is holding it. Now, season three, she's a bit more important. She can get away with a little bit more. And I think she's also got way more stress on her plate. And so that explosiveness is almost like constant. And sometimes it's like an excited explosiveness and sometimes it's a stress explosiveness and sometimes it's a devastated explosiveness. But by season three, I really think she's not doing any work to hold any of it or to examine any of it. She's just like letting it come out. And I find that really funny. And with that explosiveness as well, it's also, she's always constantly in motion. Like you're never not moving in a scene. There's, there's literally scenes where it's like, if you watch, if you watch what you're doing, you're kind of like sweat, you know, swaying from side to Mm -hmm. side, or it's like, what are her hands doing in this particular moment? And so do you feel like with what you were just saying about, there's no kind of suppression of the explosiveness that that's also really changed the external aspect of the character for you as well? Yes, I think so. And I think that, again, it's like, I think that there are probably things that she has her whole life learned that she's not supposed to do because people think that it's weird. Like, yeah, like the swaying or the like moving too quickly around or like jumping or like having her arms around doing this all the time. And I think that like, because, and I look, even though it has, it is turned, the power is turning Poppy into a monster this season. There's also a part of me that's so happy for her that because she has so much power now, she kind of can just like be herself, even though herself is often an awful person. And it, it is that it is that idea of, of playing a character and Poppy being at that stage of everything that she's always wanted has now started to come to fruition for her. And what does that look like? And so once you saw that trajectory and that arc and that shift on her journey, how did you answer for yourself the question of, well, what does that look like for her in a character to have everything she wanted, but also in a space where that doesn't take away the fact that she's still got insecurities and and fallibilities. It's like, she's still desperately clinging for Ion's respect and wants him to notice and value. She wants the game testers to tell her that she's great at her job. She still wants all the same things, but there's almost just a more heightened version to it. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that Poppy's arc over the last three seasons is a real uh, lesson in goalposts shifting. I always feel that at the end of each season, you see her get the thing that the whole season, she's like, this is what I want. And then she gets it. And then you pick up the next season and she's unhappy. You know, it's like she is never, just like any of us, I think I certainly feel this way. It doesn't matter how specific my goal is. The moment that I achieve it, I'm like, it's nothing. Don't care about it. I'm looking at the next thing, you know? And so I think you know, that 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 is a thing that drives her. And I think it's a thing that makes her miserable. <laughs> And then when it comes to Ian's approval, it's the same thing. It's like, I think I'm not sure that there's any kind of approval he could ever give her that would satisfy her. 
I mean, I, I love the the episode in this season where that kind of like comes comes to the surface for her when she ends up at the drunk lady brunch. And that's the moment where all of a sudden she's saying, you know, she's saying the thing out loud that she's been feeling all that time. Yes. Um, and so did you feel like that that kind of gave you a different dynamic to be able to play to? And, you know, it's, it's always so great when it's like, what's their drunk personality as a yes. character as well? <laughs> I love drunk Poppy. I I want more drunk Poppy because I feel like drunk Poppy understands herself better than sober Poppy does. It's like, I think that she, it's not just that she's like letting the truth out. It's that she's realizing the truth for the first time. I don't think that sober Poppy would ever allow herself to admit how much she cared about Ian's approval. Like she, she'll always find a different way to word it. And I think, you know, even in this season, you do see, her talk about Ian not giving her his approval, but it's always Ian's flaw and not something that she actually wants. And I think that's maybe the only moment where she's like, no, like this is this is a pain that's got to do with me. This is a pain that's got to do with like, how sad is it that the person that I consider my best friend, like doesn't even have time for me? Like, what's that? What does that say about me? And I think, yeah, drunk puppy is uh, just like a little bit more perceptive, perhaps. <laughs> But there, there are moments where he does give her that validation. There, there was kind of like that that sweet gesture that he made where he was like, it, it's about you thinking that you deserve to belong on this wall and you do and pointing to the massive 10 foot yes. image of her on the wall, um, you know. And so do you feel like it's it's actually it's less about the thing with Iron and it's really just always been that she has this confidence in, in certain abilities, but like you said, because the goalpost is always moving, it's always taking her out of her comfort zone. She knew she was a great architect and engineer, but is she a great, you know, developer and visionary? Yes, definitely. I think that she has a very particular insecurity around whether or not she is allowed to consider herself an artist. I think that that's really specific and it's something that she's probably struggled with her whole life. She wants to be an artist, but I don't think she's ever seen as one and I don't think that she truly believes that she could be one either and so that's something that she grapples with in herself but in terms of uh what she is trying to get from Ian or what she wishes she could get from Ian I think that he does he's an incredible cheerleader and and I think we even say that at some point in the show we say that you know she needs him to be her cheerleader because she can't do it for herself but at the same time she knows him better than anyone knows him. And I think she sees through the, the cracks sometimes of that cheerleading. Like, I think that there are version, there's a way that you can look at what Ian does as being incredibly encouraging. And there's ways that you can look at what he does as being incredibly manipulative. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes it's column A and sometimes it's column B. And the problem with Poppy is that even though she is terrible at reading social cues, she knows Ian and she knows when something is up and she knows when what he's presenting to her isn't quite the truth and I don't know that she'd ever be able to like point at it and be like hey this is not real but I think that she feels it and it feeds her insecurity and when it comes to the work that she's doing and the story that she's trying to tell you know through the season where she's working on Hera most of the time um how how extensive do you end up getting in terms of the the details for you 
of the architecture of the world that she's building you know what are the characters in the game how does it work what's the functionality of it you know what would she create based on what she's interested in because yeah. you know obviously we we know certain details you know and we get that that essence of it it's a beautifully architectured game but not fun you know yeah. it's kind of yeah. our, our essence <laughs> of it but I, I imagine that you probably you probably go quite deep into the weeds of it yeah, I mean, look, when I first um, was offered this role, I tried to do an online coding course and I got about 15 minutes into it before I was like, I'm never going to be able to, this is not in my skill set and maybe I don't need to do this with a character. So in terms of like the specificity of the actual building of the game, I don't go super deep into that. But what I do think about is why is she drawn to making the game that she wants to make? And so Hera is about creating a world where the players get to build whatever they want to in it. And Playpen is kind of a more simplified version of that. And the simplified version is more fun because you're not having to deal with all these wild like game mechanics. You're just getting to do the thing that you want to do. But I think that the reason she's interested in that concept in general is because that's what she wants to do. She spent her entire career building someone else's world and thinking, if only I could build my own world, if only I could build my own story, I think both in her work and also in her life. And so, of course, the game that she wants to build is one that allows each individual player to build their own world. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. But at the same time, she doesn't, She, I don't think that she is conscious of it. I think that if you told her like, oh, so you're you're wanting to give everybody the freedom and the power to choose their own story, she would be like, no, 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 no they should choose my story. But like, <laughs> I, I, I do think that that's the reason she's interested in it. And when, when it comes to the improvisation on the show as well, you know, there's, there's times, especially, you know, I think more so it sounds like with guest directors than if it's like Rob or Megan directing where like, they know, they know what they're going to need in the edit. And for other directors, they're definitely, you know, trying to get different options and different mm-hmm. choices. And, and I know that you've, t- you've talked about how, when you first came into this show that you hadn't done very much in terms of improv, and then you're thrown right into the mix with people like Rob and Dave, who yes. not only are so skilled at it, but also have, have that dynamic with one another from having worked with each other before yeah. as well um and and it sounds like part of the unlocking of it for you was that that realization of you know it's not about trying to create something new it's about trying to build upon what's already there and so how did something like that really unlock and change the way that you were trying to approach it when this was a completely new space that was outside of your comfort zone yeah I mean I, what I will say is that I've always uh, had the most fun when I've been allowed to, um, uh, how do I put this? Like, so I, I would go into auditions and I would always like be a little bit cheeky with seeing what I could get away with, with the script. Like I would go in and be like, what if I actually said this joke instead of that joke? And what I would find is that sometimes the feedback that I would get would be like, oh, that was interesting. And sometimes the feedback would be like, the writers have worked very, very hard on this script and it's very disrespectful for you to just come in here and like say something totally different. And so I feel like I learned a lot of lessons early in my career about knowing the right time to try to throw in something new. And it was very exciting working on Mythic Quest, realizing that the writers were like, obviously we want to get everything that we've written, but also let's see what else happens if there's a bit of freedom here. Like we, I think that there's so much mutual respect for everyone who's creatively involved in the show that it's like, it truly is a collaborative process. So that side of it is really fun. 
In terms of um, <laughs> how much experience some of these actors that I'm working with have with improvising and improvising together, it was so daunting when I when I first started working on the show. And often I would be in a scene with Rob and David and they would just be like ping-ponging back and forth and I would just be standing there like, which honestly kind of works for the character. And I feel like you see a bit of that in the show, especially in season one. Um, but I have a lot of gratitude to Jesse Ennis, who plays Joe, who has a lot of experience in that world and in that kind of performing and she gave me so much advice and so much encouragement especially in that first season around how to be in a scene where it's not necessarily playing out exactly as written and truly it's it's the it's the thing that makes acting exciting like playing a character exciting it's like well just know your character really well and don't feel like you have to come up with some witty joke better than what a writer could write because you're not going to all you can do is like play the truth of that moment which is actually really fun so that's kind of how I try to do it now and and on the opposite end of the spectrum from from scenes where it's like you're trying to add and and do a little bit more there's obviously there's the challenging aspect of scenes where it's Poppy's working on something at her desk you know that's that's quite a difficult scene to make dynamic and yet you always find those different trajectories of okay you know kind of going back to like you know, how frenetic is she? How much has she slept? What yes. snacks does she have at her disposal? Yes. Um, and so how do you always work to make sure that scenes like that are going to feel just as dynamic as ones where she's running around and, and moving through physical space and interacting with multiple characters? We talk about this a lot because I feel like we've done quite a few scenes over the course of the show where Poppy is like coding manically. And it's like, how do you depict that? How do you depict like action when it's just literally a woman sitting at a computer and typing. <laughs> um, and so I think that like, yeah, as you say, generally Poppy's physicality helps with that because I think that she, um, she is so um, ridiculous with her physicality that sometimes I feel like in those moments where she's locked in on her work and there is a stillness that that is kind of more powerful. And I, I really loved doing the scenes this season where we were um, exploring the idea of flow and what flow looks like for Poppy. And when we were shooting those scenes, uh, which were always really technically interesting, like they had me on a little rotating platform and they had the camera set up to get these incredible 360 shots and the lighting and wind machines and all sorts of fun stuff. And mainly what I was doing for my part was like I was literally sitting at the computer like pretending to code and like trying to meditate, like trying to just breathe and really focus on breathing in the way that I would if I was like trying to find like a blissfully calm state. And I feel like that's not something that you see Poppy ever do. You never see Poppy just breathe. And so that was something that I found really interesting to explore in those moments. Yeah, that, that's such a great detail and, and way to have a completely different side by by stripping it down. And yeah. you know, because she's also a character that that you feel like in watching her, it feels like she never sleeps. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, she's definitely been at the office. The last she doesn't sleep. She yeah. only passes out. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you I ever find yourself into bed? Like, I think that like she might be lucky that sometimes she falls asleep working in bed, but I don't think that she ever like goes to bed. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself in in kind of figuring out where she's at trajectory wise in a scene and kind of asking yourself like, okay, like, do you know, do I think she had it, went to sleep at all last night? Did she have two hours? Like, you know, 
how much candy has she had to try and stay awake through the day? Like what time of day is it for yeah. her? <laughs> I mean, I do think that especially this season, the tra- or in fact, I would say season one and two, the trajectory is very much, she begins the season in the healthiest state she's going to be in for the entire season. Like wherever we pick up in episode one, that's going to be the most sleep that she gets for the whole season. And so like each episode, it's like slightly more manic, slightly more sugar, slightly more exhausted. And um, and so then even when she's having a good day, it's still just fueled by candy and lack of sleep. <laughs> and one of the things in in working on this show is it sounds like Rob and Megan and, and the whole team have always tried to instill this sense of, of autonomy and in getting to know and learn every aspect of the process. So, you know, oh, like come here, like look at this on the monitor, like see how that looks when someone else is in a scene and why we're doing it this way. And um, I think it was like you and Jesse Ennis at one point, like Rob just left the two of you in the edit booth with the editor and was like, okay, like you guys are going to edit this scene now. Yes. And how do you feel like that's actually also really opened up who you are as a performer and an actor from the fact that they've given you so many windows and and moments of autonomy in terms of the process as a whole it's been incredible I think that uh this is an industry where it's really rare to have anyone that is uh has more creative control than you leave the door open behind them and this show has been such a an amazing and generous experience in that regard on specifically the idea of getting to watch your own work. So watch the dailies or sit in uh, at post-production and like look at what it looks like to have a scene that you were in edited together. I think that there's this weird taboo for actors around talking about watching yourself. Like I think that there's this thing where it's like kind of cool to be like, oh, I never watch my own work. And personally, I mean, I know everyone has their own process, but for me, I've never understood that. I think especially for screen, so much of your work is about how you're interacting with the camera, how you understand what's getting captured and what works best in which shot and in which coverage and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing that I think is really cool about the way that um, Rob and Megan have allowed the actors freedom to see their work is that there's no shame around it. It's not like, well, go watch yourself if you're a narcissist. It's like, no, no, it it would be great if you could see what we're seeing because we know that you're smart enough that you'll allow it to inform your future performances. And it has to the point where now I'm like, well, I always want to see what my work looks like. Maybe not as I'm doing it because then of course you can get in your head, but like at the end of a week or the week after you shoot an episode, I'd love to see what it was that I did last week. Because I think especially when you're in a performance, it's very easy to just like get lost in that moment. And then to be able to see what it actually reads like afterwards, how the audience is going to see it really helps to inform then the choices that you're making for the episode after that and the episode after that. I really, really love the, that that's so, been so much of the experience and that they've yeah. created for you in working you. on the show. And um, this season's been such a delight as always. Always love seeing where Poppy goes to and especially watching the monstrosity of who she is with all this power yes. now has been <laughs> really brilliant. So thank you so much, Charlotte. Oh, really appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you. <laughs>